Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, welcome home. Today we've got our friend Ann Margolis on the show with us for this week's Doing It at Home classic episode. And this is a great one, particularly for first-time parents and for those interested in the topic and discussion of home birth to hospital transfer. Thanks for being here again. We appreciate you. You are amazing. See you next week. I'm Sarah Bivens. And I'm Matthew Bivens. We had a home birth back in 2016. So we started a podcast about it. And then grew it into a birth brand to help future and current parents believe in their success with home birth. This is the place to hear home birth stories along with helpful resources and tips to feel empowered and supported in your birth journey. This is Doing It At Home. Hey team, welcome back to Doing It At Home. Today's episode is the most common reason for home birth transfers to the hospital and the importance of preparing your mindset with Anne Margolis. Thank you so much for listening. Make sure you hit subscribe on whatever podcast player you are using. Drop a review if you feel so inspired. We appreciate that and rate the show. It really helps in terms of all the back-end algorithms that we can't see or really fully understand. We, we work to understand them, but let's be real, they're changing all the time. But any of the ways that you can connect with us, follow, like, all of those things that you can do, all the buttons that you can click when it comes to anything doing it at home, it really helps. So we appreciate it when you do that because if you dig it, let us know that you dig it, and then it can also get in front of the eyes and ears of other people like you who could really benefit from the doing it at home community. So you can, like I said, subscribe to the podcast. You can follow us on social media. We have our private Facebook group and we have our new YouTube channel, which we're really excited about. And it includes not only awesome videos that Matthew and myself are doing on all sorts of topics in home birth, our own lives and our own journey of our trying to conceive, open to conceive season that we're in, and the videos of the interviews that we're doing going forward. So our podcast interviews are also available in video format. So you can see people's faces and get that extra connection and interaction. And it's really cool. So go to the YouTube channel, subscribe, turn on notifications so that you will be notified every time a new video drops. And all the other things, all the other ways to uh, connect, like your doing it at home merch, our online resources, our books, our audio playlists, our masterclasses, those are on the show notes as well. So go check that out. Moving on to the topic of today's episode, we have Anne Margolis with us again. Anne is in the house. Anne is a champion of the birth world and a friend of ours. And we've known Anne for a number of years now, back when we first started doing it at home. And we've had her on the show a couple of times because she's so brilliant and she's so amazing. And I will include links to our other conversations that we've had with Anne in the show notes so you can check that out. But the main thing we're talking about today is why 
home births transfer, what the most common reason around that is, particularly in her practice. Anne has a few years and experiences under her belt, including having helped usher in over a thousand babies into the world. So she has some things to say and she's seen some stuff. So within her practice, she has the data on everything from transfers to first time moms and parents and all of that. So from within that, she has seen the patterns. She has seen what comes up and what contributes to that most common reason for home birth transfers. And then we talk about preparation and how important preparation is, particularly for first time parents and what those things are that can get you out of the prepared space and kind of mess with the mindset. So we talk about Western culture's approach to birth and how it's pretty counterproductive in terms of preparing for a physiological birth experience. And we talk about how this is particularly helpful for first time birthers. This conversation is super relevant for anyone having a birth or any fellow birth nerd out there, but I would very much recommend this for those moving into their first birth experience. So quick word from our sponsor, and then you will hear our conversation with Ann Margolis. Hi, Ann. Welcome back to Doing It at Home. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Awesome. Yeah, we are great. We're fantastic and just super happy to have you back again. So thank you so much, Ann. It's a pleasure. So we've had you on the show a couple of times already, so I'm going to make sure to include links so that people can go listen to those amazing conversations as well. And we're going to keep it going with uh, some empowering, educational, informative conversation today, as we always do. And we reconnected recently. And in our conversation, I was really struck by the topic of the very small percentage within your practice who do choose to transfer from a home birth to hospital and kind of why, why they transfer and all of the layers underneath that. So that's what I want to talk about today. And you mentioned that the reason for transfer being that they're not prepared, essentially. Like, I'm sure there are some other nuances. Well, first of all, you know, we're the EMTs, right? So, so, so we handle, we, first of all, we're very selective who we take in to the home birth practice. Of course, they have to be healthy and, you know, maybe other people have labeled them as, labeled them as high risk, but they're really not high risk. They just have an issue or two and, and they can still be in home birth, right? They can be in the home birth practice, but, um, the um, once somebody comes in uh, through our practice, um, I um, and they come in and they're in labor. My rate of transfer is pretty comparable to a lot of other home birth midwives, right? It, it, it's about five. It's about seven percent. That means ninety three percent are doing it, and my rate of cesarean is five percent. But what's amazing and what I've seen, because I track my stats, I don't know if your midwife was doing mana stats, but many of many uh, home birth midwives, we track our stats. And I, I, I over 25 years now of practice, you know, I, 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 um, I'm, I'm blown away by who's really, who's transferring and what's the common denominator, right? Um, people ask me, uh, you know, what's your rate of transfer for, you know, that you have to call 911 and, and emergency kind of thing that you can't manage at home. And I'm like, a handful. Mm-hmm. That's not who's transferring. Right. That's not who's transferring. So who's transferring? It, it, uh, the common denominator, like the, the, the times that I've had to transfer a person who has given birth vaginally before, I can't, 10 years ago. 
like mm. less than a percent. Mm. So the common denominator is non-urgent. birther who uh, has this long, prolonged labor that leads to um, uh, exhaustion and, and then they, she gets stuck no matter what we've tried. And it's sort of this mutual decision that, that we all make at some point. I mean, my last, my last one was 60 hours that I was with this person um, on and off, you know, in the beginning. And then, you know, that I had been up <laughs> just, and, and um, you know, she was this, she had the, the, the same, the common denominator is that, no, I don't need to prepare. Mm. Mm. I'm, I'm good. You know, our bodies know what to do, right? And that's true. That's true. Our bodies know what to do, but we're in the Western culture. So, so what I'm finding is the common denominator among the 7% is now, now I, you know, I can't be bossy, but I, I, we have unless the way I, the way I um, recommend that you prepare but we have, you know, in my practice with other midwives, we kind of urge it for first timers mm -hmm. or we're not going to take them anymore. Because especially in COVID, you know, I, I, I don't the 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 transfer is 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 not as pleasant. Mm -hmm. Right. They, they mm -hmm. make yeah. them wear masks and, and then the partner has to have tests and, and I can't even go in with them. Mm -hmm. Right. So I don't want to transfer. Right. <laughs> yeah. Especially now. Right. Mm -hmm. So um, we, we've become, you know, after we've, you know, after seeing these patterns, um, pretty strict about the need to prepare in the way that we say to prepare and, and just scrolling on Instagram, um, listening to one podcast or, you know, looking at YouTube videos or being on Facebook is not preparing. You know, that's could be nice and adjunct. Yes. Surround yeah. yourself with positive, wonderful pages and podcasts and things like that. But that's not preparing. And that leads me into what I, you know, why, if our bodies know what to do, and I know they do, right? Because I, I do hospital shifts um, in a local hospital where, um, you know, occasionally uh, I just love the population, the immigrant population. Nobody speaks English. And, and they, the less westernized they are, mm -hmm the easier they birth. They just come in and they birth. And, 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 um, you know, that's, I, I'm, I started to see a light bulb <laughs> in so my head. Interesting. Um, the more that the, um, cause I was in practice, a midwife, I've been a practicing midwife before there was internet. Yeah. Right. Um, but now that there's internet, it's worse actually. Um, I, I people are Googling everything, you know, so, so th these people that are coming from, the, the Central and South America, and they're coming up from their um, countries. They came from countries where they were surrounded by birth. I was just talking to an abuela, a grandmother, um, who, who 11 of her babies were born in her casa, in her house. Mm -hmm. And wow. that's what everybody does. Mm -hmm. So they're also in a community. Yeah. From the other. Um, the mom and the sister and the mother-in-law and the helping each other mm -hmm. and they're getting their information that way. And they're surrounded by birth. They're used to hardship. 
Like they're not like I'm talking about this is a very different culture than I'm, I'm going to compare to what's going on in the West. Sure. Right. Yeah. They're not into this numbing of discomfort, numbing of pain. They're used to hardship and we can do hard things. Right. They're not Googling everything and they're not researching everything. They're just living life and living life simply. Right. There's nothing wrong with living life simply. You know, you need you need dinner. You go fishing. <laughs> you pick yeah. some avocados. You, you know, you pick some mangoes and, uh, you know, you put the, some beans together, whatever, you know, it, 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 they're, they're much more grounded in touch with the earth and they're spiritually connected, mm-hmm. right? They're spiritually connected. They know that they're not all in their heads. They're just not all in their heads. Like the, the like, like the Western culture, they're not obsessed with technology. I go there every year. I go to a certain place in coast, uh, in Central America. Um, nobody's on their cell phone. It's just not. It's like it, internet is so hard. Like if you need, you go to an internet cafe. And, but nobody's do like like they're just not addicted to the news and this googling information. And I think you know the technology. I'm I'm grateful for it in some ways, but it comes at a cost. Yeah, yeah. It comes at a cost. Um, I also I don't I don't think they expect perfection like like the West does. Um, we don't ex- they don't expect immediate results. Mm-hmm. You know they're they're grounded. They're farming. They're used to like things take time. Yeah. <laughs> right. So so um, and and they're more tranquil. Like 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 they're just not stressed out. Like I I, I see these things. They don't have a lot of money. They don't have a lot of things. Mm-hmm. But they just come in the hospital and they birth. So then I'm thinking, okay. My yoga training, why has that helped me so much, right? That's not from the West, that's from the East. And, and, they, and, and these families that are coming up from Central and South America, they're not doing yoga. <laughs> they're not, yeah. but they, they have a different way of, of being, right? But, but in yoga, why yoga has helped me so much, before I knew about working with the immigrant population, is it teaches us not just to connect to spirituality, but to connect to the whole part of who we are and to relax into intensity. Relax into intense. Really intense yoga stretch. You know, I get them really intense ones when I teach prenatal yoga. But I want them to be able to 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 to, to say, okay, this is just normal muscle stretching because that's what's happening in labor. Normal muscle stretching. Relax into it. Love it. Right now, I have to work with the West much harder. We can't help that we're from the West, but in our culture. We're surrounded by, okay, like the media, unless they're looking at your podcast, it's really a a culture of stress and fear that's coming from the media, especially related to birth and home birth, Mm -hmm. right? Um, We're not living in community of everybody having home birth unless they come to my practice and I put them all together because I introduce everybody. I I, I encourage people to be best friends. Like, you know, like people will come to me and say, I don't know anybody having a home birth. And my, my, you know, their family lives all over the country and they're alone. They're isolated. So I know tons of people having a home birth and I have pages of people that have given me their names so I can put people together so that they can be in a community. But really, they know nothing about birth. They haven't been born with it. They haven't been raised with it. It's been done in the hospital. And what people hear about in the hospital, unfortunately, is not always a good thing. Yeah. Like I had a mom in my, in my local support, um, I do these online support groups cause I do local, um, I was doing, uh, support groups for, for families for years in my practice, but then COVID. So it became more online. Hopefully we'll get also back to the in-person, but I had a woman share to me that, um, her mother told her birth is horrible. 
Like that's how she grew up. It was the worst day of her life, the most painful experience she ever had. And she went into the hospital and whatever they did to her, they, they, she, they traumatized her. That, that, she, want, she came to me. She wanted to get that, mm. all that education from her mom and her yeah. family out of her yeah. and get back to her abuela, her grandmother in Colombia, who had her babies at home. And everybody had birth, like, 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 like generation after generation. So it was because her mother grew up in the West that she had this horrible fear of birth. And so she took whatever she took my course and she, you know, she joined my network and we worked together a lot. And she, she rocked her birth in the hospital. She did have a hospital birth. She had a home birth like experience, experience in the hospital. So, so, so that there's so many reasons why we can't help being in the West. Why I'm going to, why I want to insist that first time mamas or first time vaginal birthers need to prepare. Mm, yeah. We have to de-westernize. We have to get out of our heads and into our bodies and the rest of who we are. And we have to get out of the fear of stress, you know, and, and, and learn to calm ourselves and learn to trust that our bodies know what to do. Right. And, and, and it has to be a visceral thing. You know, um, unless somebody comes to me and they're, and they're, you know, their, their, their mom had a home birth and their sister had a home birth and they're, you know, it's, it's in their family. Um, so, you know, we, we, we live in a culture that, it, you know, we press a button, we expect immediate results. Yeah. We're not, we, we let, we're not used to discomfort. Well, I, well, we have to be used to, we, I want them to relax and, and embrace discomfort and, and challenge because that's where we grow and that's how to have a baby. It, you know, we, um, it's a culture that, that is like into numbing things, numbing, numbing pain and escaping it. And, and even though somebody intellectually wants a home birth, we have to work with their and really prepare them so that they can rock this, 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 this home birth, mm. right? I don't want to, I'm very skeptical when someone tells me I don't need to prepare. A first time mama who has never who has grown up in our culture and has never seen birth. What do you mean you don't need to prepare? I know your body knows what to do, but we have to get out of your body. And Mm -hmm. we have to, you know, learn techniques of of sort of, you know, de-westernizing and, and, you know, embracing and loving intensity and, you know, and and how to, you know, how to make it pleasurable. That, that's a whole other, that's a whole other topic that not necessarily um, I was seeing in the hospital, but we can absolutely make it something not just to bear, but to love. Mm-hmm. You know, I've had people tell me they're in ecstasy with their pain. Mm-hmm. They know it's healthy. They know that they're not dying. They're in ecstasy with their pain. They're having a baby. They, you know, they have their eye on the, on, on, on the goal, you know, and I, and I have to really get them all. I need to get them off Google and off you know, off the computer as much as possible, get them outside, get them connecting to nature and, 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 uh, you know, more of who they are. And I have a whole process, you know, I was, I was interviewed in a, um, in a, uh, uh, that's how the, my whole course, you know, I created because somebody interviewed me years ago, a couple of years ago, and, and she wanted to know if I would travel to her in San Francisco and, and attend her birth. And I said, I like traveling to San Francisco, but, but no, I don't, I don't travel, but she says she's in marketing and film and she says, you need to make a course on how you prepare people. So that's, 
that 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 became you know my course. I took her up on it. I mm-hmm. went out and she filmed it and we created it. But um, yeah, I could go on and on about it. But that but there 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 there's so much of what we need to. Um, we have to do what we have to do also like what we used to get from our communities yeah uh throughout history and years ago i'm just totally fascinated yeah it makes sense and i'm fascinated by this idea that the western culture has led to um people not being able to tolerate discomfort not being able to tolerate pain wanting things instantly not being able to stick through you know the chronic stress or the chronic discomfort and i get it you know, I get it. Sarah and I are I'm wanting to be in control, wanting, wanting to be, be in control. control. Yeah. yeah. I want to be in control. And this we cannot control. Yeah. Yes. yes. Make birth preferences. Definitely. And then let go. Yeah. Yeah. Because This is not in our control. Yeah. Yeah. Just, yeah. Choose it, your provider wisely. Choose your setting wisely. You know, if you, if you want, if, but yeah, it, it, there, there's so many, like, if you look at it from a sociological perspective, like that's, that's what helped me when I went into the hospital and was dealing with this population. They're not taking courses. They're yeah. just doing it. They're just doing it. <laughs> right. Just doing it. Mm-hmm. And they're surrounded by their family who did it also. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just, just having the belief of what they're capable of and the ability to let go and to fully surrender and to trust and have faith and, as you mentioned, be spiritually connected and all that. It's just amazing. Can you talk to us a little bit about what some of the the pillars of preparation that you recommend? Like, for example, you mentioned with the yoga, being able to sit in the discomfort and, and really find you know, pleasure and peace in the discomfort. So what are some other pillar type things that you would walk somebody through in terms of the preparation? So, yeah, that, that's, that's, that's like my, you know, my course is, um, is, is all about that. So first, um, just like a big broad overview. I, an overview. Yeah. I mean, I mean, first we have to talk about, um, pregnancy and how to, you know, most of this preparation has to be done in the pregnancy. I get so many people online, you know, they're in a panic. They're 36 weeks and they're freaking out. Well, I can't help them prepare at 36 weeks. (laughs) I I mean, I can, you know, like in COVID, for example, we got all uh, 15, 20 calls or emails a day about someone who was with a GYN and they're 34 weeks and now they want a home birth. They don't want to go in the hospital because they're afraid of COVID. Yeah. Well, all of the, so, cause we have a whole group of, um, home birth midwives in New York, um, all across the state. That's in a, in a, in a group that we talk all the time. And we, we put it on our website. We can't help these people. Mm-hmm. We cannot help everybody. You know, this is a lot, this is something, the preparation begins with that relationship with your provider with some people don't even know what they don't know. Mm-hmm. So the first thing is I talk about, let's say, I mean, I'm, well, I'm taking things in the West. So many things that are going to be um, done to you, or you're going to have to make a decision about. So there's a whole module on that. Like people just think um, in the way, like, in the West, okay, I'm pregnant. I, okay, but but they're going to go to if they're going to go to a provider, they're going to be bombarded with you want this test, this test, or this we're going to do this test, we're yeah, going to do this test, yeah. this vaccination, this vaccination. You know, so so I want them to be informed. You know, part of it is education, education about that and how to make decisions and how to take charge of your 
birth in your health because because the way the west is set up is that you go to a provider and you even home birth a little bit different but they expect that we're just going to do everything they don't have to do anything and and it this is a it's a it's a collaborative effort between the mom the family and that they need to take responsibility. I want them to educate themselves. I want them to watch positive birth stories. I want them to learn about what's going on in their body and and come at it from a holistic perspective. I have a um, uh, and in labor, I want them to know what's going on mm. physically and emotionally, so they don't freak out. That they, they just embrace it. You know, okay, you're bleeding a little bit. That's normal. Yay, birth juice. You know, okay, your water, your water's released. Wonderful. Like not, not nothing to freak out and you know, um, I, I Google about. I want them to yeah. be outside as much as possible. And and you know, as I have a you know, tap into their joy. Like do anything to get out of their mind. Unplug. And get into their bodies, whether that's dancing or, you know, into their sensual, into their primal, Mm. into nature. And then we have a whole thing about mindset mindset shift. So I I go into that because we still do have, we still do have athletes in our society in the West who work through pain. In fact, they work through a lot of pain to reach a goal, mm-hmm. right? Like don't like any major sports player. Uh, I'm a dancer. So I know about dancing, like the head, the head, the, the lead in, in the show or the dancers that are dancing every day, no matter whatever, I don't, you know, on Broadway or, or in, in theater, um, uh, any Olympic, um, uh, athlete, they have a coach. And they need to, sh- it's all minds, it's mostly mindset. Yeah. They've been interviewed, you know, but people have interviewed, you know, what's your success, Michael Jordan, all these like uh, 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 sports icons in, in denominator about why they're winning, you know, why Michael Jordan would ser- would, would score seven points uh, in, at the, in the last you know, eight seconds of the game, make the two layups and, and three three pointers and a, at the buzzer beater. You know why he did that all the time, right? You know, and or you know, or people that win marathons all the time. You know, what's the common denominator? They all say, yeah, you know, we practice, but it's mindset, mm-hmm. mindset. I'm, yeah. I'm gonna get. I'm, I'm. It's not. It's not like I'm gonna try to make the shot. I'm gonna make that shot. Mm. I'm gonna win this game, right? So, so we have to. You know, we can learn from that in birth. It's not a birth is an Olympic uh, anything, or but it, it's like the marathon for the body, and it's not a performance. But what's that mindset? I am going to rock my birth. I'm gonna love. I, 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 I'm gonna. I, I'm gonna. Um, I'm gonna do it. You know, and and I'm gonna. Re- I don't care. I don't care what challenges come my way. I'm strong. I'm gonna find my strength, and I'm gonna do it. And I can do this right? Mm. Like, now I'm going to try, like, this takes preparation, right? So, so, um, same with like, um, I give them certain breathing and, and meditation and visualization exercises. I want them to do it every day. So it becomes habitual mm-hmm. so that when yeah. they're in labor, like I, I, I just was, I was at a birth. She's had four babies with me and she is so, um, I get I, the dad. I don't usually when someone is in labor, I like to talk to mom, and I can tell 
on the phone what's going on. Yeah. Right? Yeah. If mom calls me and she says, I'm in labor, I'm so excited. I just wanted to let you know. I'm like, okay, wonderful. Okay, I'm thinking a couple of days. First mom, first time mom, okay, a couple of days. That's great, you know. Like the, the pre-labor sort of, count, you know, they're coming every 20 minutes, lasting 15 seconds, and she had a little bleeding. She's so exciting. Okay, you need to sleep tonight and do yeah. what you love today, you know, like it's going to be versus, you know, um, she calls me and, 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 and now every six minutes or six to eight minutes, she has to stop during the, during the, she can't talk. She has to like, you know, breathe a little bit. So then I know, okay, things are progressing, but still very early. When dad calls me and I hear mom in the background, oh, you know, then we know her, <laughs> right? But um, I always, you know, I like to keep in touch, I like to keep in touch with them. Um, process but we can you know we kind of gauge anyway with her i never talk to her he calls me and he'll say she's in labor and then he'll call me again and he'll say it's time to come and i get there and i see a buddha a buddha buddhist what do you call a female buddha i don't know she's mm. just she's just like this mm. and wow. and i know her you know so i know you know and i can she's in the tub and i see her uterus contracting every three minutes and they're lasting a minute, but she's, she's in her, she is so mastered her ability. And I know not everybody could, I can do this. I couldn't do this, but, 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 but this is, she hit no. Meditation. And then she goes, uh, uh, I said to my assistant, she's pushing 20 minutes later. She had, she had um, the biggest baby in my practice actually wow. without a tear. Wow. <laughs> but um, you know, people can get to that. Now, I'm not saying it's that everybody can do that, yeah. but they can, you know, practice it often enough that they can just find their they can find their grounding, their mm -hmm. their space, their mm -hmm. center and 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 relax into calm and 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 relax into intensity. They they really can do it. I've seen it. Mm -hmm. Yes, we can laugh, we can dance, we can have fun with it, but I but I want them to get that ability to do that. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, build up their uh you know, uh, because these ladies in the in in this in, in the in the uh, Central America, they they're active. Mm -hmm. The people in this kind of culture are sitting at their computer all day. Yeah. Uh, unless they're exercising it somewhere. Mm -hmm. But I, I a lot of people who are, you know, come they're not active and I want them for active birthing. They need to be a little, you know, get in a squat or, or yeah. lunge, <laughs> you know, yeah. lift one leg up. It shouldn't be like this huge ordeal mm -hmm. to be, a, you, you know, like people are really out of shape. Yeah. And uh, so, so it's, so it's a, it's a physical, you know, prep. It's, it's, but it's so much a mindset prep. And then I get the partner. The partner needs to be prepped. Oh, yes. yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> if he sees his part, like if he's not, if he doesn't join, like I have a whole court, you know, part of the course, it's mm -hmm. for him uh, or the partner. If, if they're not used to seeing a person working that hard and making those noises, yeah. you know, and looking very, um, you, you know, what, looking the birth look, yeah. the birth sounds, the birth <laughs> yes. juices. He's going to need an epidural. Yeah. Or he, or <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? I've had to give remedies to the partner. So I always, wow. I always say, you know, like I tap into what they know. If they're into sports, you know, people who are working hard, they're sweating. They're, ah, ah, they're making noises. They're, 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 they're working hard and, and they're working through pain. And I, and I want him, you know, or her, the partner to know that, that, that this is, 
this is normal and we're just relaxed with it. Yeah. You know, and, 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 and also ways to support the partner, you know, because, because, um, we can't have mom all prepared and, and, and partner going, I think we need to go to the hospital now. Like she needs some, something for the pain, mm-hmm. right? She needs something for the pain. How long is this going to take? Right. Yeah. We, we, so no, you don't want that. we can't have that kind of energy there, mm-hmm. you know, so he needs to, the partner needs to be on, on the same page, um, or at least, you know, have some preparation of what birth can look like. I, I, I give them movies to watch. I, one of my favorite is, uh, say it again. What's it called? Inner strength. I'll tell you why I like it because a lot of birth movies, especially on Instagram, they just show the baby coming out. Mm-hmm. Well, what about the 27 hours that this first time mom has been in labor? And you know, like they don't show, excuse me, they don't show labor. So inner strength is actually, um, they show labor. They're showing, they're showing like the, the, you know, the woman, um, is like, oh, you know, like sweating and, and moaning and roaring like a lion in, in the wow. birth center. They have a, they have a birth center there. And, you know, if you don't know about labor, it looks like, please, someone go help them. Yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. But the midwives are just very calm and just, you know, telling them they're doing whatever. And in the end, they birth. But I want them to see that. I even have kids watch it who, who come to birth, you mm-hmm. know, but not, not, not toddlers. But, you know, just to see this is what mommy's going to look like. Yeah. Mm. She just needs us to be calm and encouraging. Mm. Absolutely. So, um, you know, there's a lot that goes into the prep. And then I have all, you know, um, different coping techniques and positions and things that I really feel that have worked. Um, It's like a combination of of different things that they can practice so that when they're in the heat of it, they just tap right in. It's habitual. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's that's... part of them. So we, so like we have more work to do with the Western person yes then i feel then come people coming from other countries that that let's say are indigenous that are just um doing this part of their it's part of their world that is probably one of the the most profound ahas for me from this conversation is it's so simple and makes so much sense yet i think we can, a lot of us can be blind to it that the further enmeshed you are in the westernized culture of immediate gratification need to control time orderliness you know very left brain thinking the more enmeshed you are in that the more preparation you actually should be oh. doing and and decoding oh, yes. you should be doing and for me then it it i get bolstered in what we're doing in the sense that the thing that comes to my mind is then how do we convince or how do we influence these women, especially the first timers who don't see the importance of being prepared like that? Cause they're not on the other side of the experience yet. And many have yeah. to unfortunately have a traumatic experience or something like that to yeah. then get on board. So then I think it's, it's even more important and, and a greater impetus for us who have been through it to share as much as we can of our experience and our stories and our wisdom, like we would be doing in our villages so that the, the first timers, without having experientially gone through it yet can can trust in the wisdom of those who have walked the path and and will invest that time and energy and resources into being prepared. Mm. Yeah. Mm. In the community, 
In the online community, absolutely. Like I bet your midwife, I mean, all the midwives, most of the, the, the licensed midwives that I know, um, I, I think they're pretty much insistent on, on a preparation yeah. Yeah. Um, of, of some sort. I, I, um, and if especially, yeah, like, I don't know, you, you guys took a classes or, or, or before your, we did yep. various techniques and hypnobirthing and, yep, and, um, yeah, and something, mm-hmm. some coping tool, some, something. Yeah. But I, I, I need to go deeper than hypnobirthing sure. now. Yeah. Yeah I, I sure, yeah. I think it's a great tool. You know, but I, I, I think I need to go deeper with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. So people in my practice, I would say I'm, um, I saw a huge difference when I made it sort of a requirement. That's part of they, you know, that's part of the agreement that, you know, when they come in and, and into my practice that they're, that they're going to prepare yes. and that they're going to have a doula like person mm. at the birth for them. That's great. That's a great point as well. It doesn't have to be a doula. It could be just someone sure. who is like a doula. Yeah, so yeah. That role. Because, because that's another thing I, I noticed is, is um, these people that want to do it alone. Um, they think they're gonna just, that their partner's going to do it. Mm-hmm. And if, if they've never been to a birth, they don't know what it's like. Yeah. No. Yeah. Right. So, so um, throughout history, we've never done that. Yeah, we've been yeah. we've been surrounded by other the, the other women in the community that that just was there. It takes a village, you yeah. know, to not just you know to have a baby mm-hmm. and raise one and raise parents. And um, I just I just think this isolated sort of mentality, uh, individuality, and isolation yeah. in the, the the and and spiritual emptiness of our culture and all the things that we've mentioned is has done has has, has wrecked havoc with yeah <laughs> a lot of things. Agreed. So, there's hope there's so much we can do i mean that's why 93 percent of families in my practice give birth yeah and now it's more yeah much more from from when i just made that a requirement Mm -hmm. well i love that that you're taking that stand and you're making that agreement with those you work with yeah what i think it's great that you you i think it's great that you have made that stand and you've made that part of the agreement um, for the people that you work with. Yeah, but the, I'm sure you, your, your midwife had you have to sign certain agreements that you're, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, you know, yeah. We, we, we have to. It's not just, um, and, it, you know, it's, an, it's a relationship that you build over time. Yeah. And, and, you know, it comes to the point, like if you're mid, you trust in your midwife, your midwife is recommending this, then you're going to, you know, to say, if you want to have a home birth and you want to rock this, you, yeah. you know, just, just, just prepare in this way. They, they do it, you know, um, they, they really do. They want to have their home. I also hear from people who want to have a natural birth in the hospital, but they're seeing an OB who has in a setting where there's a 50% C-section rate yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the OB doesn't know anything about natural birth. Yeah. So I'm like, okay. So then, then the preparation takes on a whole different, you know, we got to, you can have, you, you're going to need more preparation to fight sure. that system. Sure. Sure. Or switch the system, switch yeah. to a, you know, a midwife in yeah. the hospital or something like that. Mm-hmm. This is amazing. Um, this this whole conversation and um, I want to make sure that we um, put links to this and and everywhere else we publish this we're going to put links to your website the course and all the other amazing resources that you have that you know anyone can access now they don't you don't have to be in your center of the world your corner of the world to um, have one-on-one access to you which is so great yeah. um, 
you know, that we're able to do that now that, that someone can get the education through you and, and not be in the same place. And so. it's not just me. Like, so, so this is what I was telling you about the support group. So, so yeah. it started years ago before Facebook. And I think, I think we just had word ah. email or something. <laughs> I mean, there was no, there was no World Wide web or anything like that. I remember, but I'm just remember that there was a woman in my practice who said she's so alone. She doesn't know anybody having a home birth. Her family, that's another thing. Like a lot of times the family is so against what they're yeah. doing and it's yeah. very hard to combat that yeah. if you're close with them. So, um, I said, I know a lot of people, I, I, you know, and that, and, and, and and that put this idea in my mind. And so I sent out this email to everybody in my practice. Are you willing to have your name and number be given out and your email be given out and, and, um, you know, to connect each other. And then when I got back, at least that was then I have much more now, but a three page word document full of, um, people's numbers and names. And so I, I organized it to where the, the, they lived and people became like best friends. But what I created in my center was this, this group, a, a group of like-minded people who would come together. We used to do it in the beginning. It was once a month. And then it was, it, it, maybe it was once every other, I think it was twice a month of, of just, and then there was prenatal yoga. They get so much from each other. I don't have to talk, but, <laughs> yeah. you know, when, 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 you know, moms would just come together and then we, 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 we wanted to do one for dads, but, um, we, we, people would come together and, and, and just share what they're going through and, and just hearing each other and how they dealt with their, their, their parents that were so against it and how they dealt with their, you know, a partner that was so in fear. And, and, um, and then people loved the group so much. They stayed in it after they gave birth mm-hmm. and they wanted to shop from the rooftops yeah. what they did. So then the group became really amazing because people that look, you know, that look just like them mm-hmm. from all corners of life did it right. Yeah. And, yeah. and they came back and they wanted to serve. So now, so I had this ongoing group for, for a long time, um, years and, and now it's online. So I, I, it's like a support group that meets once, once a month on the, on the, on the, mm-hmm. on my, you can sign up through the website, whatever, but it's just, I, I sit back and I, I, I encourage, I mean, I'm leading it, but I, I, I'm encouraging them to connect mm-hmm. and some of them really, you know, connect and, 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 and give each other, you know, wisdom that, that help them. Yeah. You know, because that's what we used to do. We connected to a community in real life. So Zoom is almost like, you know, we feel like we're in the same room a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Something we can do. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Cool. Well, all the links and all the ways to connect with you, Anne, will be there when we put all of this out there. Thank you so much for hanging out with us and sharing your wisdom, oh, your experience. Yeah, we really appreciate you. Yes, thank you, Anne. Keep doing what you're doing. Quick note about the Doing It at Home podcast. Matthew and I are not doctors or medical professionals, and nothing we say should be taken as medical advice or opinion. If you have medical or health-related questions, please take them to a trained professional. We're here simply to entertain you with stories and conversations about pregnancy, birth, and parenthood. Does your father know you're listening to this podcast? Well, when you're done, why don't you stop by and check out a show that is 100% dad-approved, Dadages. Hi there, I'm Chad Higgle. If you're looking for useful insights and practical advice you can actually apply to work, 
family, education, philanthropy, and just life in general, check out Dadages. That's D-A-D-A-G-E-S, wherever you listen to your podcasts.